Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads. Again. Again. <laughs> it hasn't well, changed. the 70th something time. I, you know what? We are in the 70s. It, you know. We are in the 70s. Yeah. I think, I don't even know the exact number, but it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. We've gotten this far. Yeah. Very, very excited. So uh, this week we started school. Oh, okay. So for those who uh, don't have children, <laughs> yeah. that means back to routine. Yeah. Back to... Uh, earlier mornings sure and back to chaos back to the chaos well you get i mean do your kids go through summer vacation have three months in a row where they're not in school two months in a row two and a half or something Um, because i know that there's There's year round yeah year round i never heard of that until i knew people that were teachers and then that's more of a recent thing i would say yeah no ours are normal well they call normal summer yeah. Summer vacation, Normal but it's summer. it's getting back to the chaos and yeah. the uh, uh you know <laughs> second day already experiencing like the morning. You know, it's not quite getting your shoes on. Yeah, like we talked. Right, had those. Right. But those kinds of things coming up, I actually sure. promised I wouldn't talk about it. Oh, okay. Uh, my, keep my it kids, off of, my keep kids it off a, a podcast. Dad. Well, it's funny because now, yeah, like, well, Dad, you're not going to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> like, no, I don't need to. <laughs> well, that's funny because now they've been on it; they're probably paying way more attention. Oh, totally. <laughs> Can I see your phone? Can I see yeah. your phone? No, you can't because that episode's about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, it's kid all, I know. All in good fun. All in good yeah, fun. Yeah. But um, so going back to school. Yeah. has brought up a very interesting uh, topic. Yeah. It's basically, uh, there's this thing called homework. <laughs> I'm well aware You're of that. You're probably familiar remember. with it. Yeah, it's you know back in the day. Yeah. So the, the episode is why elementary school kids should not have homework. Cool. We have touched on this topic before. Yeah. Uh, I have very strong beliefs in this area. Um, and so having a platform to talk about those beliefs, I'm <laughs> going to do so. And no objections. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it. Uh, why? Because it's my time and yeah. my money and exactly. I can do that. We you control know? the show. But I'd love feedback. I'd love for somebody to, to give me an argument why we should have homework. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Podcast at dudes to Yeah. But what I'm going to do is actually provide a few reasons. Actually, I have 10 reasons. It was an article on you know the benefits of homework. Let's kind of start there. Okay. You know, cause that's what, a good approach. The, the reason why it was actually on a teacher website. Okay. Um, I'll post the link on, on the page for the, for the episode. Yeah. But looking at why, you know, teachers give homework and why we have homework and do that. Cause I think it's one of those things where we just said, well, we've just been doing it. It's so just, that's yeah, why we do forever. it. Yeah. Right. What's, what's the reason? It's so, the way it is. So one of the first things it says is, is it uh, teaches students about time management, okay. which I can agree. I mean, all these things we can agree about. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing revolutionary. Yeah, no, nor is it necessarily bad. But so. proponents of homework are going to argue that mm. these are the types of things that it teaches. Okay. Uh, another thing, it teaches students how to set priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have various subjects to deal with or you have various things, you've got to set your priorities on what's most important. Helps teachers determine how well the lessons and material are being understood by their students. So yeah, I could, that's kind of what the only thing I could say is probably one of the main components is that you take it home and have to do it without teacher guidance or someone next to you giving you the answers. True. So, but there's a huge, which we can talk about too. There's that huge, um, 
you know, movement about different kids learn at different paces. Yeah. And learn different ways. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this whole idea of standardized testing and all these things. See, I'm I'm learning all this stuff now. I mean, my my son is in going now, he's in third grade. Yeah. My daughter's in first grade. So it's like we're now kind of entering that where I had friends who had older children and they've dealt with this for years. You know, I'm yeah. just kind of coming into it. And I never really understood about standardized testing and the yeah. and you know, individualized education and all these things that the buzzwords and stuff people are talking about. I'm now starting to learn that. So it is quite interesting and there's a lot of information to to be had. So uh, number four, teaches students how to problem solve. You know, that could be math. It could be anything, but just basically solving problems. Yeah. Uh, Give students another opportunity to review the class material. Okay, so, so obviously if a they second don't, glance? Yeah, second glance. If they don't know it, some, you know, probably takes a little kind time. Self-learning. Yep. Gives parents a chance to see what their child is learning in school. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. big one that I think right. would be a component of what's going Which on. Which I don't know if I had it down here, but basically it was reading a lot, uh, and they talked about how it, it just, in general, gets more parents involved. Yeah. I mean, that kind of go beyond that of just what seeing the children, yeah. seeing what the children are doing, it actually gets them more involved because they need to help or they need to sit yeah. down and explain something. Sure. Which... That in itself is a problem. Right. The child's supposed to be doing it themselves, <laughs> which we talked about also. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, you can see where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, I guess. Um, also, it gives students, um, I'm sorry, homework teaches students that they have to do things even when they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do homework. Too bad. Oh, it's yeah. part well, of you it. you have to. Yeah. No, that's. Uh... Which is a great parenting technique. <laughs> uh, why do I have to do this? Because I said so. <laughs> you know? Right. That's like, that's just, that's the genius parenting, yeah. uh, you know, uh, saying that we, get, that, yeah. Yeah, that we get to do. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, homework teaches students how to take responsibility for their part in the educational process. Okay. I think kind of meaning you know, it's up to them and they have the choice of what they do and how much effort they put into it. Sure. Sure. Um, teach students how to work independently. Yep. Which you brought up. Yeah. It's kind of a sub point of the, they got it. They have to do it and and get it done. Right. Um, and then teaches students the importance of planning, staying organized and taking action. Okay. Okay. So these are all, uh, you know, uh, benefits that, that were listed of doing homework. Yeah. And valid points. Yes. I don't think anyone's going to argue with these. No, none of them. The key is, I think that there's other ways to learn these same things. Sure. You know, whether it's at home, your value system, uh, things that you do around the house, that you do in interacting with your family. There's all kinds of ways that this these kinds of things can be taught. Right. Now, another argument would say that if you're active in your parenting and you're involved in your child's lives... This may not be as impo- as important. The, that value system is kind of naturally being taught. Correct. Right. And so that and that may be the perspective that I have to realize that that's where I'm coming from. You know, yes. I'm coming from the perspective that both my wife and I are involved. We spend the time. You know, we're we're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas other families may not have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be in situations where one they just can't. Right. Or they choose not to there's no time, whatever the, the reason is. So I am speaking from my own experience and my own, um, looking it through, through my own glasses. Sure. If, sure. Does that make sense? The rose covered you know? lens of Jason. Of, of Jason yes. <laughs> well, yeah, the perspective of how I look at this because of 
my involvement and then yeah. also because I think of my children. Sure. Um, so now there's going to be caveats where children have behavioral issues and children have learning disabilities and turn all kinds of stuff that will come into play in making those kinds of decisions. Right. But I'm speaking from my, my perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a, probably some other ways, like I said, that, you know, children can learn this and, the, and those other ways might be more engaging mm-hmm. and more interesting. Um, and, that's going to be especially important for elementary school kids that have yeah. a very low threshold for time, attention, attention, <laughs> attention span, span yeah. all of that. Yeah. So there's there's a couple really you know influential people, if you will, that I came across that are doing this. So first is a gentleman named Harris Cooper uh, of Duke University, considered the, the country's leading homework researcher. <laughs> Literally has spent years and years researching, testing, yeah. doing all kinds of things, um, and has published, you know, multiple, uh, publications and things of, of studies around homework sure, and its sure. effect on kids. What an odd that thing kind of to stuff. become an expert at. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, talk about niche, yeah, exactly. but, it, but meanwhile, he is yeah, the authority. He's the, he's the authority. Um, and then another, another was a woman, Sarah Bennett. She, she co-authored, um, it's called, it's a book. It was called the case against homework. Mm-hmm. And, she created a website called stophomework.com and it's, it's still there. It's not as it's not active anymore, meaning you can't interact with it. She's kind of, I think moved on to other things. Cause I think at the time, what I gathered from it is she had her children. They were younger. She made it her mission to stop homework and, you know, focus on other things. And she actually got her children's schools to override their homework policies. Oh, wow. So she had quite an impact, but not only just, I'm sure with her school and other schools, cause she, yeah. it was sort of a movement and, um, really, really interesting. A lot of great read over there. If anyone's interested, stop, stop homework.com. Yeah. Um, so this, this gentleman, Harris Cooper, the actual researcher and, and, <laughs> and learning this, uh, said that for elementary school children, homework provides no extra benefit. Zero. Wow. Zero extra benefit to the student from a, um, you know, educational purpose, from yeah. a knowledge purpose, anything. Is this elementary considered a zero a grade? K? Kindergarten through sixth. Sixth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. K through sixth. Okay. For middle school, they are suggesting that, which I think in our is seventh and eighth. Sometimes yep. it might be sixth, seventh, eighth. No, I was in junior high on yeah. seventh or eighth. Um, suggesting that the benefit is very minimal, mm-hmm. very minimal, like could be argued either way. Mm. Um, so what they're saying is that it actually has a negative effect for elementary school kids it has, oh. or has the potential, I should say, to have more, much more negative impact con- than it does. More consequences yes. than it hurts. At that point. Um, affects their attitude towards school. Mm-hmm. So children who are stuck doing, quote, homework have sometimes a negative view of the school, of, of schoolwork. Also affects their grades, mm-hmm. uh, their self-confidence. Because they might be frustrated in doing things. Yeah. Their social skills, it's prohibiting them from going out and interacting with other kids. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting at home on a couch. It makes yeah. it more sedentary. Right. That's another issue. Sure. Um, causing fatigue and stress. Yeah. I mean, you think about a young little kid. Yeah. Who's not, who doesn't necessarily get as much time to play. Right. And He's, they, you know, the time of homework has been increasing uh, the, the amount mm-hmm. for younger children, it's gotten younger and younger. So literally kindergarten 
has homework. Uh, we yeah. did, we had not a lot last year in my, my daughter's class. It was something where we got a packet and then it had to be finished by the end of the month. Okay. It wasn't overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but it still requires the parents time and requires all that. Um, but what, you know, what's interesting though, is that the research suggests that it doesn't help. Yeah. You think about it. They're in school for like six hours a right. day. Right? right. And then they get maybe a recess break of a half hour, a lunch right. or a half hour. So basically an hour in between. That. I mean, you're talking about things like, you know, playing, building stuff, yeah. interacting with kids, right. playing sports, yeah, being creative, yeah. All kinds of things that are so important to the growth of your memory, your physicality, everything. And you're taking it away from them when they leave the class. Well, yeah, you're taking it away from them, but then you're substituting it with being sedentary and looking at a book or reading something or writing something. Mm -hmm. Not to say that there couldn't be benefits from that, but what they're saying is they've already gotten the maximum benefit they're going to get during the day. Yeah. So it's not to say that those things aren't good. It's like if you and I keep working after we work. Correct. There is, there's a diminishing return on our work. And and I know that for sure. Oh yeah. And I've worked 10 hours, 15 15 hours. The last three to five to six are not that productive. You're not productive afterwards. And that's why I realized I just had to go home in some cases. Like I don't mind working a little bit late, but then there's sometimes I'm like, I'm just staring at a screen right now. I'm not doing anything productive right, right now so let me just take off and no, enjoy I, my life you know? no absolutely and you think about that for us in work mm-hmm. you know it, it's one thing maybe if you're like really driving towards doing something you yeah. know and like for Finishing me something yeah up. i mean yeah. i've got other projects that actually you know I, I i do a lot of my work during the day and then i work on a lot of this stuff at night and, yeah, and i'm yeah. passionate about it for so sure. for me it's not quote work exactly um you know for you it may be the music or creating exactly or even like this that. you know right. like this is the same thing it's not it's not work for me right you know? yeah right so that's a little bit different yeah whereas you know for and, and here's the thing, you know, some kids and, and even my, my, my son, especially he, he, he's okay with doing it. Like he comes yeah. home, he's like, okay, you know, and he does his work. He loves school. Yeah. He loves work now. And that's fine. And he might be the exception. Right. I mean, he, but here's the thing, like he would read on his own. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so now I'm saying there's not every kid is like that. Right. Um, and you know, call it luck, call it, uh, you know, um, practicing, whatever it is. Some kids just take to things and others don't. Now, if your kid is having problems or there are some issues that you see, yeah, I mean, they might need to spend a little extra time, but they're showing even so there's that level of diminishing returns, Mm -hmm. you know, now middle school that changes a little bit. And then of course, in high school, that changes even more. So what they're worried about is like, well, they have to create these really good habits as a kid right. so that when they're in high school, they can get into a good college and they and, can get it, you know, all and this they're stuff. they're not resistant to it when they get to that right. stage. Yeah. And, and of course, and, and I'm not excluding myself from this. I've, I've have become a little, you know, I've had a, a little bit different views and been open now to more things. But that idea is like, you have to get really good grades, mm-hmm. achieve so much success, Go into a a good school so you can get a good job. You know, that whole road to nowhere is a famous movie. Um, I can tell you from my own experience, that doesn't make for a healthy, happy person. Right. You know, that's not what brought ultimately brought me happiness. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the driving. It wasn't now. Did it make everyone else around me happy? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, did I think that that's what happiness was going to be and success was going to be? Sure. But, you know, I can tell you it caused high blood pressure. (laughs) It causes anxiety. It causes stress. That's not fun. Right. You know, so that the whole point of, quote, achievement, Mm. you know, we uh, there's got to be a balance, you know, and I've always been, quote, a high achiever. 
but I'm here to say for me and my family and my kids, mm-hmm. it's not that I don't want what's quote best for them. Oh, sure. But the drive and the constant, you know, sort of success and achievement, it's really, for me, it needs to be managed. Yes. And you it know? has to be balance. Balance. That's yeah. a better word, maybe. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. It, you know, now this topic is becoming a little bit more sensitive to me as mm-hmm. I also look at what I've become as an adult mm-hmm. and how I was as a kid. Because for me, I was like, I always had to get the A. You know, I always had to have the best grade in the class. I had to do the fastest on the math test. It was like, right. there was like this constant drive to be successful sure. and be number one. Yes, it worked for me in, in, in many aspects and it's right. who I am as a person. Yeah. But I've also seen the negative effects of it. Right. You know, directly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, or I physically have felt that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You had physical impact for you too, as well. Right. And so I don't, you know, I look at my kids and saying, okay, well, what, you know, what do I want for them? What do I want them to ultimately be? And you want them to be happy. You want them to be healthy. You want them to be well-adjusted, good morality. I mean, all these things that you want for your children, you know, quote, success is there. But it's not the driving force, mm-hmm. you know. It's not the thing I, I, which I would have thought before. Right. You know, it's like you really want them to just be happy and be healthy and, mm-hmm. and feel good about themselves yeah. and those kinds of things. Um, and it, now it's probably easy for me to say that because I have kids who are good students. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if if they were getting like D's and F's, like what would you say and do at that point? So. It, yeah. I mean, you know, part of it is that, you know, instilling those values of studying or, you know, doing the work. But I, like I said, we're talking about homework here. Yeah. Um, So that's why I said all of it is looking through my own lens. Yeah. So I can't preach or I can't do, I'm really only talking about like how it experience, you know, what the experience is for me and what I've had and also for my kids. But Mm -hmm. so hopefully people identify with that or they might not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, give us some feedback. Yeah, you know, for sure. Let me know. Podcast at dudesadads.com. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting, so the National Education Association, it's called the NEA, and the National PTA, so these are two that are, you know, they're intertwined with the educational system. They support a standard of 10 minutes of homework per grade level. So okay. it, and that starts in first grade. So kindergartners don't get any. First graders get 10 minutes of homework per night. Okay. Um, and then you set a general limit, you know, for that. So, so, so by sixth grade, you get an hour, something like that. Yeah. Which it's a lot. It's, I mean, think about it. Yeah. It's a lot. Hours worth of working right outside of the hour. Um, and that is that you said per night. Yes. Yeah. I think it was per night. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Cause that's rather than per week. Per week might be even more to make more sense. I'll have to look at that. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. So, you know, so one of the things I wanted to look at was like, you know, what can we do to bring the change to this? Mm-hmm. You know, like what can we do as parents if we if we feel like this? Um, so one of the first things and, you know, I've read a little bit about it is, you know, talking to the teacher directly. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, you can be proactive about it. It's like, you know, you haven't even, you're the big first day of school. You probably don't want to go bark at the teacher. Um, but you know, creating a relationship, a positive relationship with the teacher. And obviously you're somebody who is, you know, you're showing up, you're helping doing whatever you can to be an active part of your child's life. 
I'm going to guess this is just a hunch. Teachers appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, at least the ones that I've been inter- interacting with, they, they like when parents are involved as long as they're not too pushy and too overbearing and telling sure. them what to do. Yeah. So that's the other part is you have to find the second part is finding the right time and the right way to communicate to them. Mm-hmm. So for some, they might say, hey, any questions you have, please send me an email. You know, or they say, you know what, come talk to me. I'd be happy to talk to you. You know, in the morning before their kids are lining up, probably not the best time. (laughs) Right. So you might be able to say, hey, I wanted to get a couple minutes with you just to talk about my, you know, my son or my daughter. You know, when would be a good time for that? Right. You know, and kind of and being that way. Um, And then the next thing is communicate very, very clearly of what the issue is. Mm -hmm. So if as an example, you know, after a couple pages of the math problem, my child loses focus, you know, getting him to finish this whole packet is, you know, it's taking two hours. You know, this isn't, this isn't working for him. Um, and then, and then, and then looking at a solution, like, so maybe saying, is there an alternative way that he can show that he's learning? Yeah. You know, because it's not that he doesn't know it, but it's difficult for him to sit there and do all of these things. Mm-hmm. So that could be someone maybe who you went, if the child's having a little difficulty or, you know, if you just have the idea that like, I, I just don't like my kids spending that much time on homework, right. Talking to the teacher and saying, so, you know, what is the homework policy? Mm-hmm. You know, is this something that is required? Is it something that's voluntary? And if they say, well, absolutely you have to do homework, say, what are the consequences if we don't? Right. You know, what is the consequence? And as the parent making that decision of whether you want to do that or not, maybe it's a modified amount, you know, especially if your child is having difficulty with it and you are, I mean, it's taking up time away from the family. I kid you not. I mean, you think about like some of the kids in junior high and high school now, it is ridiculous. Oh yeah. You know, especially if they participate in anything extracurricular, they're going to bed nine, 10, 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it's not because they're sitting up watching TV. No, no. I ran track in high school. And so I did that on top of my homework on top. And I was in uh, college preparatory classes. Right. So I wasn't one of those kind of achieving people as well. And I'm I'm having, I'm doing freaking calculus at home. Right. you know, and, and then running track, yeah. you know, on top of all that. So, well, you were a much better student as a result. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I saw something that came up recently, fairly recently, where they had a mom um, write a letter doing the math. Like the, the this is a new method of doing math. That. Did you see that? I did see. And that. it's like a new method of doing math that's really confusing to someone who just right. kind of steps into it. Right. And then she did it her way. She's like, "This is how we did like it. How fast this Look is. how fast this is here. <laughs> like, just do it like this. Right? Yeah, it totally made sense. I, I, I'm anxious actually to kind of learn that math just to see how you I know, don't know why it's so complicated. Yeah, you know, and you don't want to be someone necessarily who's um, you know making a huge stink unless that's what needs. I you know the first step is just being, um, you know, sort of inquisitive about it and understanding it, you know, and and the reality is, is that, you know, I have to believe that, you know, teachers want their children to learn and they want them to be effective. I think there was a lot of the argument that I had heard from a friend who's principal or from other teachers is that there's the standardized test and they're so worried that their school, because they don't get funding and they don't get this and they don't get that because, you know, the standardized tests have a big impact on the school that, the te- you know, that the preparation of homework, like they have to get through all this curriculum, yeah you know? And so in a sense, like they're being forced to that. So I don't know, it may not be that the teachers have an option, right. you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not that in tune with it, but whether they have like uh, discretion, I guess of saying, yes, we want homework and no, we want homework. Right. Um, 
So I, I mean, I'd love to hear from teachers as well. And, yeah, and, for and, sure. And sort of what's going on with this. Um, you can give us uh, email podcast at dudes to dads.com, uh, Facebook, uh, dudes to dads.com, right. or just look up dudes to dads yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, probably easier. Uh, or Twitter. Twitter. As well. Yeah. Hashtag no homework. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think summing this up, uh, it was kind of a a quote that I was thought of. It's just kids need to play more and sleep more. Yeah. You know, that's that's really what these articles after reading the research and everything else is, especially the young kids. And I see my own kids being really exhausted and tired after a day of school. Sure. And then they get rejuvenated and they get to go play and they get to, yeah. you know, interact with Let their friends, all that out. solving problems. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm watching them. It's like, I'm not solving the problem. I, I see something even in the, in the neighborhood, they're arguing or something. It, they work it out. They learn how to like interact with each other. Social skills. Of course, yeah. as long as everybody's safe. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But like these kinds of skills or being creative, like my son was like creating a fort the other day. Yeah. You know, it's like. That Fun. to me, that is just more important than doing the math problem. Yeah, you know, right. as somebody who's been through that process. Well, and because you're already doing the stuff already right. at school, so it's not. And you said something that really triggered my thought about it is that if you can't get what you need from the six hours that you're there, then do it the next day. You don't have to bring it home too. Right. Like if you can't get it, you're either not doing it right. You know, we talk about that with work ethic. Yeah. If you can't get the work done that you need to get done within that just certain time Well, period. so that's, but that's actually one of the arguments um, people are saying, because there's a certain amount of work that needs to be done and they, they evaluate. That's one of the ideas of actually a, a, a reason for homework was that they evaluate like what the average student should be able to do. Right. You know, there's an average or median, whatever. And if a student is slower with that work, then that's the work that they would bring home. Gotcha. You know, to like catch up. Yeah. I, I can understand that. And that would be something like, like you said, if you don't get this done, then you bring it home. Yeah. That's what I would say. Versus like, like you didn't get, the, or well, not even you get this done, well, but you did your work. Now here's some more to practice. Here's some more. Yeah. Everyone gets the same amount. Right. And then the people who did it really fast are just sitting there waiting for the slow kids. Right. You know, like it's like. It, well, that's, and that's really like uh, Khan Academy and some of the online learning tools. That's, I mean, that's the whole point of it is just individualized learning. Yeah. You know, I mean, kids learn at different paces. Right. Doesn't make it better, worse, whatever. I mean, a kid's, you know, it's not the outcome of who they are as a person and sure. later in life. It's just, they learn at different levels. And the problem with a lot of these um, schools and the classrooms is that like everyone has to learn the same stuff. Right. You know, I think the teachers are making some effort. I mean, I know that like with my child's class, they, they put them in groups, Yeah. you know, and some of the groups are at a different level than others. Um, and so that may, you know, that may, I, I'd like to think, and I, and I see that they're making that effort, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, unless there's those disabilities or the problems or, you know, other things that probably might warrant that extra care and the extra time, you know, if they're doing okay, they're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we make such a big deal about it and it becomes such an issue about like, do your homework. Did you get your homework done? Did you, you know, then we have the whole you know, think about natural consequences, which is like, you don't do your homework. You don't do your homework. I'm not going to stress about it. It's not for me to stress about, <laughs> Yeah. you know, it, especially as they get a little bit older, it's like, you got to do your homework. Cause that's what's required. Right. But now I'm trying to think like, do I really care and want them to do that? <laughs> right. Like I'm really, really questioning it, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, um, cause it's now coming into the fold. You know, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had to deal with this before. For sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. quite interesting. So, yeah. um, but that's, you know, that's the gist of it for, uh, for today's why elementary school kids should not have homework. Hashtag 
No homework. Hashtag no homework. <laughs> Dudes to dads. Dudes to dads. <laughs> uh, once again, we appreciate any feedback, comments, questions. Yeah. Uh, five star reviews. iTunes or Stitcher. And That'd make sure great. to subscribe. So yeah. that's an important thing, actually, that we hadn't talked about recently, which is sure. subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher. So you're not just subscribe, listening, but you're actually subscribing comments. to it. Yeah. Which means you hit the subscribe button. We also are putting uh, most of the episodes, almost all the episodes, actually, now on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, some of them now we have some videos, which we thought they weren't going to be here till 2019. <laughs> right. They've made we, their we way got, we got a couple into up. the YouTube atmosphere. Um, and the reason they're sporadic, which we can disclose, is like sometimes we don't get the recording right. Yeah. Or sometimes there's something cut off. Yeah. Or so, you know, Yeah, it's been happening weird. It's a and learning experience. File size is so large. Like it's a lot of. We are a dude and a dad, yeah. not necessarily video <laughs> videographers. <editor. laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it is not the easiest thing in the world to do that. Yeah. And I understand. So, <laughs> so with that, Alan, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.